Hello and welcome to the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast, the podcast that, like Gary Busey, likes to talk to things. <laughs> Hello, lamp. <laughs> Hello, headset. <laughs> Hello, computer monitor. Want to thank you, fishes, for being here. <laughs> that is such a tremendous commercial. It really is. That's everything that you want in a commercial. Gary Busey just being fucking crazy. Did he write that or did someone write it for him? Did he have to approve it first? What did that process look like? That process um, looked like him talking to the uh, to the actual uh, script and saying, "Hello, script." <laughs> I'm fairly certain they just paid they they paid him to show up. They told him what the product was, and then they said, "You know, just go for it." And that that is the result. It is it is fantastic. It's it's the best commercial I've seen since ever. I, what? Um. Anyway, quick roll call. Uh, because I worked really hard in the roll call this week. Uh. I am John, I am the Tyrion of the podcast, and I am joined by our resident Sandor Clegane, Chad. Okay. Uh, Charlie, I knew... Charlie laughs because he... I knew Charlie would love these. Charlie gets the references. Um, Charlie, our resident Jon Snow, because you're familiar with the undead, and you bang some chicks north of the wall, I assume. <laughs> Is that what the kids are calling it nowadays? Yeah, if you know what I'm saying. That's a hell of a position, let me tell you. And Dylan, our resident Varys. Wow. Is that a good thing? Well, he is, I was about to say, he's one of the uh, the small council that advises the king, and uh, people didn't underestimate him, but he actually has quite a good bit of power, so I'd say it's a good thing. Is, is he, he one of the people who doesn't play the game and thus gets killed? Oh, no. No, no he's pretty... He's, he's, a, he's a very interesting character. Yes. I Now, granted, I am, I'm like a book and three quarters behind at this point, but... Like I still find I, all the way through what I had read, I I continually find myself questioning who he's actually working for or against, and that's part of his charm. He is also a eunuch. Although, although well, damn it, you you spoiled. <laughs> sorry. Um, do you, I'm do you, sorry. Do you want to go ahead and give uh, give Chad his punchline too while we're at it? Oh. Which one that that uh, S- uh, Sandor Clegane's nickname that he's more commonly known by <laughs> the Hound? Yes. <laughs> but if it makes you guys feel any better, uh, the one that I picked is uh, disfigured, um, physically uh, <laughs> messed up, and uh, has a really fucked up family. So, but is easily also most people's favorite character. I, I don't understand why he is not a good human being. He's well. He's not a great human being. I I don't think any. From what I understand, no one in Game of Thrones is a good human. Yeah, being. that's there were well, no, no good choices. That's, except that's not true. There they're is, just all dead. They're, they're just all they're, dead. There are a few good human beings, and they tend to die the quickest. Yes. I, I don't I, know though. Like I, I kind of want to be that character because yeah, in Game of Thrones I'd be dead, but in the real world I'm just not dealing with a bunch of drama because I don't think there is a game, and I don't think I need to play it. <laughs> Wow. Um, I, I do have to say that Game of Thrones is an excellent uh, diversion from our daily lives where rich white people hold all the power. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Go still on. rich white people uh, hold all the power in Game of Thrones, but at least there's dragons. <laughs> wow. 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 But, and, you know, it's the same, I, be- it's the same four or five <laughs> groups of people that have been running it for years. So. Yeah. Whatever. It's I, fine. 
No, I think I, I, part of it, I think the reason that so many people love Tyrion is is that I, I've heard him referred to by a lot of people as they, and I don't know if, if, he, if this has been ever confirmed or not, that he's sort of uh, Martin's point of view. It, it's, it's, it's Martin, George R. R. Martin inserting himself into that world. It, that's who Tyrion is. So I think if that is true, then... I, I think it it affects his writing of Tyrion. That just makes and that just that's what makes Tyrion just so likable, even though he is only slightly better than anybody else. If that, if that, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I think I think he's just the most amusing of of the assholes. That actually is is probably probably it. He, I mean, he, he has, funny. he has a, like a lot of other characters in the show, he has occasional good moments that kind of yeah. throw you off. True. Throw you off? Like, oh, this is a good character. No, no it's, it's like, not. no, it's like, oh, he's a bastard. And you're like, ah, he's, you know, he's got his moments. Uh, Jamie yeah. Lannister is a, a pretty good example of that. I, I still uh, have very mixed feelings about Jamie Lannister, but he's the guy that's like, you know, sister fucker. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Pretty yeah. more sister fucker. You, I was gonna say, like, you have to, you have to, to do quite a bit to overcome that, to to get back <laughs> up to the. He's got his moments. No, all you have to do to overcome that is just go. Well, at least I'm not Joffrey. That's what yep. any character has to do is just say, "Well, I'm not Joffrey." I thought yep. I would say, "At least my sister's hot." Well, there's that too. Oh, she is hot. I mean, she's a total bitch, but she is hot. Yeah, okay. And as an she's kind of she's such a she's such an asshole. It's yeah, it's it's pretty. As tremendous. in real life, if you think there is a game and you attempt to play it, you're probably not a likable person. Nope. You will probably end up sad and alone, or you know, rich and in charge. But whatever, it's fine. Rich and in charge, way. but ultimately empty inside, but wealthy. But well, outside, outside. <laughs> able to unable to truly trust or connect with anyone inside, but able to buy whatever you want well, to outside. outside. <laughs> I'm starting to not see the downside here. Um, <laughs> that's just me. Um, would you like to play a game um, of Thrones? Yes, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Shout out to Charlie for actually having read the books and, you know, having to deal with uh, George R. R. Martin's uh, efficient writing uh, schedule. And by efficient, I mean the same efficiency that the glaciers used to carve out the Grand Canyon. I'm actually like I'm I'm not as 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 diehard as a lot of people, because when I came in on it was I want to think. Uh, a year or two or three after the third book had come out. So like there was, that was almost like a decade that uh, of, of waiting that I missed. Um, and then he was always already a good portion, I think into the next one, which then ended up being so big that they split it into the, which is why there's been such a short period between those last two. If I recall, if I recall the story correctly, but so I'm, I am not as, as I didn't have to wait as as long as a lot of people. 
So yeah. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of happy about that. I just can't be bothered to read. I mean, let's be honest here. They they are very long books. Although, honestly, I the first three at least, like I found so compelling that I read them pretty quickly. Um, I may have just been in one of those one of those time periods where I was reading a lot, which I tend to do. I I may have to pick up a copy, but I was looking at the books in McKay's uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they were like the same price used that they bought yeah. the paperback for. And I'm like, yeah, I no. see what you guys are doing here, but uh, I'm not going to do you, that. What I recommend, which is what the way I got them for, for Daryl, was just waiting until Amazon ran a sale on there. Cause there was a, there's a box set that has the first four. Um, and there may be now a box set that has, uh, five, but, um, and around, I think it was leading up to Christmas. They just put like an insane sale on it. I was like, you know what? I can't go to McKay's and get them for this. So, or any used bookstore. So I'm just going to go ahead and buy this box set of, of paperbacks. Amazing. And that, yeah, that worked out pretty well. So if you watch Amazon sooner or later, they're going to run a deal on it. And we're going to talk about some shit, I swear. But speaking of Amazon sales, uh, I did catch the, uh, burn notice box set sale that they had this week. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, it was the complete series, all seven seasons. And I think the Sam X movie too, for, 50 bucks dang so i just took my old seasons that i already owned and basically got 40 bucks out of uh the five seasons i already owned so wow basically getting the last two in the movie for 10 bucks that's Mm. pretty awesome yeah i'm excited for that with with good reason yeah that's just holy crap that is a good deal yes it is um, anyway, speaking of TV, now I can segue into the Amazon Fire TV, which we, you know, really would talk more about the commercial than anything. But Dylan, you True. said you ordered one, didn't you? I actually did. And oh, it's, really? It's it's not because of because Gary I need Busey. another. What? It's not because of Gary Busey. I, no, it was not. Um, <laughs> he, didn't not come into, he didn't come into your dreams and tell you to, to order one. No. Pretty sure that's how it works. No. Um it's not even because I need another streaming box or anything because I'm not a, a prime subscriber or anything. Um, the cool thing that I like that they're doing is you can actually buy a game controller with it. Um, they've got, they bought double helix and they're, it sounds like they're trying to beef up their, their lineup. Mm. Uh, yeah. Cause right, was, right now it's like Minecraft and a bunch of, I don't even know what. Yeah, which, I mean, that's, I don't think that's horrible that they have Minecraft lined up. Um, no, but it's it's kind of like the least you can do to get a recognizable name on your platform. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's, if you know I, what I'm saying. It's, 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 not, it's not a dig against Amazon or Minecraft, but Minecraft is a fairly basic engine that, Notch has already ported over several times, so, you know, what's well, one it's, more? It's already on Android, so... Right. You know, why not? Um, you just have to support the controller. Um, and apparently the controller, I can't remember if you can hook up, I think you can hook up four of them or something. Like, it's, it's basically... I thought, I thought they said seven in an article I read. Seven? Yeah, because I remembered it was, an, it was a really odd number because, you know, eight is... Enough. ...is the standard on the PS3, I think, and... 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I've I've never needed seven controllers. So no, but I I look at that and go like, well, that's kind of like that's getting into the realm of real game console type of of thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the thing that I like about it is, I mean, it is Android. I've been um, I still need to just. I think I'm probably just going to release that game that I'm, I've been working on just like a simple casual game. The one card hero. Yes. And I've been, I ended up buying a Kindle fire when they had it on sale just to play around with like, see what the store experience there is like. Um, which hmm. it's not bad. I, I like Google play better on the developer end, but having kind of worked that out, kind of played around with the, um, the library I'm using for um, like the in-app purchases um, mm-hmm. on the, the uh, Kindle store. I'm just like, well, you know what? I, I could probably like if unity doesn't support this controller out of the box, I could probably play around with it and maybe figure out how to make it work. So I'm just like, I just I just want to play around with it as a console. Didn't get this excited about the Ouya because nobody did. No one did because people used it to play emulators or whatever. We, we were talking about this the other day, Dylan. Um, I wouldn't say that the Ouya is everything I thought it would be, but it was, it, it was pretty much everything I thought it would be in the worst case scenario. Really? Yeah. yeah. Because the, for some reason, they never really could get the controller interface right. Like, it, it felt really laggy. Oh. And there was never a lot of support for it. Um, it was a PR nightmare because they openly supported using emulators on the system and also kind of submarined anybody actually buying real games on the, you know, on their store such as it was. And it seemed like a lot of things went wrong for them and a lot of things that, you know, they're trying to do just never go off the ground. Mm. But yeah, but as, as kind of a hobbyist in the post XNA world, um, I think it's really cool that it, it's like the Ouya in it, that it's an Android based gaming console. So it's not like something new you have to learn or something, but it's, but it's not like the Ouya and that people will actually buy it. Yes. Because they're putting, they're putting effort into, you know, they've got Minecraft. I think, we had Minecraft though. They've got, I think it's like Sev Sev Zero, which is you know some sort of first person shooter they're they're trying to push. Um, NBA Two K Fourteen Asphalt Eight. Like they've got games lined up that they're actually going to make a run at this instead of going. We're going to be an open source console. You know. Hmm. Support us on Kickstarter and maybe it'll magically all work out. <laughs> maybe it'll magically all work. So, out. I don't know. I think I'm going to get that at the end of the, like it's going to come in at the end of the month, at which point I will probably just like grab some project I'm working on and like stick it on there just to see how the controller works. And I'm, I'm kind of excited about the prospect of something that actually resembles a real console. Yeah. I I actually developed for. I will say, um, my first thought was ninety nine dollars seems a lot for was ostensibly a set top streaming device. 
And it's 100, uh, 140 with the controller. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, we're living in a $35 Chromecast world. And, yes. Um, you know, I, I think they'll both be fine in terms of apps. Um, Chromecast is still kind of getting its feet, but it's Google, so I don't really have a lot of fear that they won't spend the money to get people to develop for it. Yes. Mm. Um, and Amazon, I, I think, will do just fine in that regard as well. And um, I don't know if you'll see, like, Amazon Prime on Chromecast or YouTube on uh, Amazon, etc. You might. Um, at this point, you know, both those apps are so ubiquitous on other streaming services like you can stream the amazon video on ps3 and stuff so yeah you know it, it wouldn't necessarily shock me if they did some sort of cross agreement there just because you know you want to get your your apps on as many platforms as you can so you're making money off of them um but it, yeah and until we really see where the how the game aspect of the fire tv hashes out, you know, if, if it ends up becoming something. I, I don't expect it to necessarily contend with um, the the Xbox One and the PS4, and it doesn't really oh, have no, to I, either. I but even if it's something that's serviceable, you know, something you can say, oh, yeah, you know what, I can see my way to spending 100 bucks on this, sure. Um, but yeah. until then, it seems like, eh, I don't know. Well, hmm. I... Um you know, I I bought it as a hobbyist, not as someone who thinks like, you know, all right, I've got a head start, you know, in a couple oh. of years, I'll be making, you know, like $60 games or even $20 games or something. It's just like... I still think it's a good investment for you, though, because if you can develop for that platform, why not? I mean, yeah. that, that might be a, a great opportunity for you because, you know, I would say that the, you know, with all due respect to Amazon, that the app store that they have is probably not as crowded as it is on google play and i and uh you know the iStore. well i mean if google comes out with something like that i will probably buy it if it's around that <laughs> sure age. i mean like, yeah it's 150 it's, is like eh, well okay you know it's, it's a lot it's not that, yeah it's it's a significant amount of money don't get me wrong but it's not like a huge investment right i think um actually like it's i just pulled up the stats like it's got two gig of memory and um, like it's a quad core processor. Hmm. Like it's, it's not like I, they definitely built this to be reusable. Whereas I think whatever Google comes out with will have to be, um, you know, I don't know that they'll be able to ready the Chromecast as it is now for gaming. No, 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 not at all. But I, I mean, maybe through like Google play because, it it works exceptionally well with you know the Play Store and and other apps that it works with. I mean, when it, when it works, it works great. But yeah, I I don't know. It, it certainly isn't something that it can do on its own. It would have to have the help of some other Android device or or app or something. Yeah, but I think this is the kind of thing that will push. I know, like we talked a lot about this on Game Marks of like, well, you know. Xbox and uh, PlayStation and we are, are rather closed. Like, no one had anything like XBLIG, and now this next generation, they're a little bit more friendly, but there's still nothing like XBLIG. And it's like, mm. this is the type of thing that a major company is putting out 
that might kickstart the process of something, you know, changing. So, right. You know, whether I develop for Kindle Fire or something else, I'm, I, I really think it's going to be cool for gaming. Um, before we move on to our next topic, I think I want to retroactively uh, reassign Dylan to one of the Starks, just because <laughs> of the whole wolf thing. Like, it seems like a no-brainer, but I just don't know which Stark to, to put him on. Which is the one that's like one of the good characters that gets killed? Uh, no. we'll, we'll go with Rob Stark. Rob Stark, okay. See, I'm thinking he's Bran. I, what's the difference? Uh, well, I, I, I don't say that because I don't think there's a difference. I, I genuinely don't know what the difference it, is. At least, at least in terms of the TV show where it's at, Bran's still alive, so there's that. And he may have magic powers that allow him to actually turn into an actual factual wolf. And he's crippled. So, uh, so there's that. Him All physically, good. you emotionally. I, I like this. Okay, Dylan's brand now. I'm glad that we got this. Was, was he crippled in a series of, of horrible quote unquote accidents? No, just one uh, horrible quote unquote, quote, accident. unquote accident where Jamie Lannister pushed him off a tower because he caught uh, him and his sister fucking in the first episode. Okay, that that's close enough. Yeah, so there we go. Um, yeah, thank you, Charlie. I appreciate your assistance with that. Now, now we have said everything right. <laughs> We've uh, said everything right. Nothing <laughs> is right when you compare things to like nothing is right in Game of Thrones. Nothing will ever be right. Nope. True. Um, there's no such thing. There's not a word for right in that universe. No. Um. <laughs> so normally we wouldn't even bother talking about this, but I love I love the move so much, even if it. Uh, even if I will never have anything to do with the product. But um, Dylan and I, we talked about this off air, but uh, Charlie, Chad, have either of you guys heard what uh, Microsoft is doing with the Windows Phone? No. Aside uh, from failing miserably? Aside from failing miserably, they have done... They're a, going to have an emulating Android apps eventually. Well, that that's... Wait, what? Yeah. Huh. That's something, at least. But uh, once... Referring to specifically is, uh, and you may have seen this, but uh, they have leaked or unveiled uh, what the answer to Siri on uh, the Windows Phone is going to be. It's Cortana. What? From Halo. And I love this idea so much. I mean, it's it's literally perfect. Huh. I mean, if you're going to have an, a... Uh, you know, a personified AI living in your phone. It should really be Cortana on a Microsoft platform. It just huh. really should be. That is very interesting. Um, I mean, the only thing that might possibly be any better would be if you had like a GLaDOS phone. <laughs> uh, but okay. I don't know that uh, they have the rights to that. No, but I mean, if, if you know, Valve worked with, you know, like Google or one of the phone manufacturers to put a uh, a Glados app Siri type app on your phone. That's yes. pretty. That would be pretty awesome. Plus, Ellen McLean's a nice lady. I I would like to see her get the extra checks, but you know, true. Won't won't disagree with you. Um, hmm. That that would be so good. <laughs> It'd just be tremendous. Um, oh, I like the idea that it would just be screwing with you the entire time. Yes. You know, you you'd ask it to open. No, no, YouTube. that that's an iPhone. You would ask it to open YouTube, and it would open some other app, completely unrelated. 
Isn't that what Siri does normally? Maybe. I don't know. But this would be funny. Uh, (laughs) As opposed to when Siri does it. Yeah. (laughs) Although if you ask Siri to bring you hookers, she will pull up an, an escort service. So there's that. Say what with the where now? Yeah. I tried that on Jeffrey's iPhone once. I said, Siri, find me a hooker. And it pulled up like an <laughs> escort service. That seems like a thing they would want to block. Bitch. Siri is a saucy bitch. Um, that's, oh, that's awesome. I won't even lie. That's just hilariously awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I have no desire to talk to my phone. Even if even if Android did come out with like a standard whatever they'd call it. That's just... because you're an old man and you're afraid of looking crazy. Because then they'll put you in a home. I, I tried to uh put him in a home. Yeah. I tried to get my Samsung phone to answer to Juiz so it could be, you know, one of the uh, noblesse phones from East of East or Eden of the East. Wow. But you know, it just didn't work out the way I hoped. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, you know, voice commands are, are just wonky. Oh, yeah. True. So, I, could, I couldn't order missile strikes or anything like that. It was unfortunate. <laughs> and then the government cut off my phone for some reason. Like you had to go buy a chucker phone. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Afghanistan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, if my computer doesn't, if if my computer is going to talk to me, it had better speak in Major Barrett's voice. You know, I'm not opposed to that. I'm not at all opposed to that. I mean, anything else is just a disappointment. I I, I cannot find myself disagreeing with that either. That is that is a good one. Yeah, I, I mean, you I could. Was promised. You could have a computer that responds completely and perfectly to voice commands, and it'd be, like, you know, you there would still be some part of you that felt like, yeah, this is not what Star Trek promised me. It's <laughs> not like Star have, Trek. We 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 already have pads. What? So oh. the data, the tablets, and tricorders, mm. and tricorders. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So. Better start working on warp drive. Yeah. This week is the, uh, yesterday was first contact day, just so you know. Oh, awesome. Wait, yeah. what was it where now? Have, have we made first contact yet? Is that, is that happened? No, but uh-huh. 60 something years to go. Well, wow. we'll keep, we'll keep trucking. <laughs> so then just, uh, in memory of Zephram Cochran, keep drinking that tequila. Will do. Will do. Um, I did want to talk about a uh, a YouTube video that uh, I sent around this week to you guys. I don't know if you managed to watch it, but uh, Game Theory did a video uh, called "Gamers Are Killing Gaming," and it was a really fascinating video, and it sums up a lot of of uh, my feelings on the current state of the game industry. Because uh, he talks about how people are constantly requesting innovation in gaming and you know they always beg on oh it's another call of duty oh it's another this it's another that you know somebody do something original yada 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 and then he pulls out you know all the sales figures of these games and there is one particularly telling graphic that he did um going over the mario series 
and like all the best selling titles. And up at the top was, you know, the original Super Mario Brothers, and then like in some order, Super Mario World, Super Mario 3, New Super Mario Brothers, New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Um, you know, just like all the standard, you know, 2D classic Mario games. Mm. And then at the bottom was like Yoshi's Island and Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy, the more um, experimental Mario games, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really, really interesting because his basic point was um, as as much as you may hear about gamers supposedly wanting change and innovation, sales figures don't actually match anything to do with it. Wow. that I mean, that makes sense, though. I mean, the, the, the overall point was if you want innovation in gaming, then stop... Buy innovative games. Exactly, and stop buying, you know, Madden every year. Stop buying Call of Duty every year. And not that there's necessarily anything wrong with those games in and of themselves, but, you know, they... They do make a lot of money without doing a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't know. The like I said, the like I was telling you though, the the Mario chart put everything in perspective for me, or put it in a lot more perspective. Because I'm definitely the type of person who yeah, I think I played one of the Yoshi's Islands, but I never really got into it the way I did the earlier Mario games, like the mm. earlier TV. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like you need to have a mix of both of those. I mm will probably enjoy a game that um, does like really polishes up a concept more than I will a game that does something new. I think, you know, his point was be willing to try something new, but um, Hmm. the way I look at it is more like, yeah, innovation is a problem, but I think maybe the bigger problem is the sense of entitlement that a lot of gamers have and I, I include myself in this that you know oh you should just give me something new now whether i you know whether you can make money off it or not whether i play it or not whether i make the sacrifice to play it or not i demand something new and at some point you just have to step back and go eh, what we have is kind of what we're gonna get and it could be improved but there's a lot of reasons that's not just gonna magically happen and I am a lot of those reasons. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Well, yeah, I mean, every individual gamer, like the, like I was saying to you, John, though, like the games like Call of Duty and things like that that sell a lot. That every game, like they were saying in in the video, is trying to emulate. Like um, I think they mentioned specifically Dead Space Three, and there's some other game, Resident Evil, Resident Evil, that moved out of. Uh, survival horror and into um you know just general generic fps uh shooter but but let's be let's be truthful here we've said this on the podcast before survival horror games are terrible when it comes to gameplay right but mm-hmm. I, I think i think there's a difference between like bad controls and you know just general generic running gun yes um, that's correct I was going somewhere and I just, <laughs> I just lost it in that aside. Um, Talking about the the sort of conversion towards action games and trying to emulate. Them. Oh yeah, like I think the reason you have the reason that Madden and Call of Duty and certain games I think sell so much. Um, 
yeah, there are probably a lot of people out there who are only buying those games. And in some sense, that's a problem in the same way that people who primarily watch reality TV are com- contributing to a problem. A huge problem in America that needs exactly. to be solved. With fire. But, yes, a cleansing purge. <laughs> but they're also kind of, especially hearing a lot of people I know that talk about um, uh, playing Call of Duty and then playing other games, they're also kind of where the Venn diagram of, you know, genres that people like converge. Like, you know, eh, I want a generic shooter. I'm going to, you know, I'm probably going to buy one of the Call of Duties. Well, um, one thing that you and I talked about, Dylan, and and something that I know to be true, though, to what degree, you know, on what scale, I, I can't speak to. But the idea that um, a lot of people who play games and, and may consider themselves to be gamers do not necessarily care about gaming. Like, it's it's not that they're, you know, it's not one of their main priorities. Yeah. Um, and so what you have is you have a lot of people that, you know... Uh, I imagine there's a group of people, however large, that they buy Madden every year, they buy Call of Duty every year, they buy a Grand Theft Auto whenever it comes out. And then the rest of their library is uh, some assimilation of games that either resemble one of those games or a game that a friend tells them about that they want to play together. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree. It's it's like they're not they're not going around they're not going on Steam they're not going on you know like PSN or Xbox Live and downloading demos and experimenting with these different genres they're just going okay you know these are the these are obviously the games I like and I don't care to explore anything further and well, you know word of mouth and that sort of thing that's on the whole I don't think that's a bad thing in the sense that. I find myself becoming more and more like that. Like I kind of know what genres I like. I well, don't have much intention of branching out. Like I, th- I, I think there's, and but what, what I'm saying here is there's a fundamental difference between you've experiment, you've been around the block enough times to know which genres you like versus, you know, you've kind of gotten into this in a casual way and you haven't yet ventured out. Okay, yeah, you know I, I definitely, there's, there's I definitely a, understand that. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not saying that either of those are bad. I'm not saying that you necessarily have to, you know, venture out to be a quote-unquote real gamer. I'm not trying to make that distinction. I'm just saying that that is at least a contributing factor into the success of a lot of these so-called cookie-cutter uh, games is that, you know, they, they're just reaching a certain subsect of people that uh, for whatever reason aren't branching out and they just see something that's similar to something they enjoy and they're going for it. Yeah. Well, I I think the example I used is, you know, it's kind of like if you decide to go watch a movie and you go to, you know, the, the pinnacle out here that, you know, has, you know, 18 or whatever, however many uh, screens and most of them, you know, most movies are playing on two or three different screens. Um, you know, you're probably going to pick a random movie as long as you pick the genre you like, like don't go to like a chick flick, you know, something that's clearly a chick flick. If that's probably, not your thing. Yeah. Like, well, I'm talking about like, if you're us, right. Uh, you know, you go to a generic action movie. It may not be a good movie. Um, it may not be, 
you know, you may have a lot to criticize about it. Um, you may just go, well, that was a fun popcorn flick, but it really has no depth, but you kind of know what you're getting. Whereas if you go to like, um, downtown West, like if you go out to the art house theater mm. and just pick a movie at random again, in a genre you think you like, or again, what's in what seem in what seems to be in a genre that you like, not the other way around. Um, there's, you know, you might like it. There's a good chance you have no idea what the hell you just watched and what it was trying to do. <laughs> so, you know, it's like two sides, like in both of those have their place, but you're never going to make the person who primarily goes to, you know, just see like comic book movies you know, or chick flicks or whatever, go to the art house theater. Hmm. Uh, I, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I see as a, a problem that the entire industry isn't like that, but I, I do see it as, and, and I don't see like, well, that just justifies that I should be complaining more about the industry. <laughs> I have to look at it as like, well, no, am I being a hypocrite because trying new games does take, you know, a certain amount of sacrifice on my part as as opposed to just playing the familiar. Yeah. Know. Vote with your wallet, kids. Yeah. <laughs> also, don't be a dick, you know. Yep. Calm down. Again, I, the, the other um, analogy I used is like, it's, you know, the person complaining about no innovation um, in some cases they may be right, but it may be like someone who goes out and watches uh, Food Incorporated and is just like incensed at the you know the the um, food industry in this country, but is totally cool with not necessarily going out to like a McDonald's, but going out to like a Five Guys or higher end burger joint. Like, didn't mean that thing you said. You're just mad because you want to be mad. <laughs> Oh. I'm rambling and not making a lot of sense. So. It's, it's or maybe you're making too much sense. Um, and now for our breaking community news, let's go to Dylan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Seriously, though, we should we should talk about this week's episode because we should. Did, have yes. you guys watched it? I have. Yes. 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 I actually did make a point of. Uh, it was on demand on Comcast. I, I do recommend that everyone do it. I. I I, I have a, a separate thought, separate from G.I. Joe, because I think you guys remember G.I. Joe better than I do. Very much. Yeah. So I will let you guys talk about that before well, I, I get into it. I am, first of all, a little disappointed that there was no, uh, you know, the cast of community running out of a burning plane unscathed. I was too, well, but they yeah. played into a lot of the other tropes, like no one kills anyone. Yeah. Yes. Did and they I, have knowing is half the battle? Uh, That's all I want to know. The little, the little clip that they do at the end. Yes, they did. They had a moral. Yes. Good. It. I. Yeah. The whole GI Joe. It was so, so nicely done, and I really. I. I, I have actually. I mean. I, and granted, I know they got something out of it too, but I really, really love and uh, 
that that Hasbro actually let them use all that licensed material. And and I have respect for them for for doing that. And and wasn't the guy who did the voice of Duke wasn't that actually Duke? A number the of the voice actors. My understanding there were there were there were there were several I, voice actors. I know Cobra Commander was obviously different, but um, that's because Duke, he's dead. Yeah, R.I.P. Man. Duke, I'm um, I'm certain was the same, and Flint, I'm certain was the same. I cannot. Sp- See now I'm I'm sort of blanking. I want to think the guy that did Destro was the same, but I could be wrong because I don't remember who did Destro. You uh, know, just as an aside, you mentioned that they worked with Hasbro. I wonder if there's any because they've done two Dungeons and Dragons episodes at this point, and they literally do mention usually old school, but they do mention. So I wonder if that's like there was already a previous. Oh, cer- certainly. I mean. Probably around the time they did that first D and D episode, they had some relationship there. So, well, even if they didn't, I mean, that's, that's a really good point. And I think the second D and D episode is the episode like right before the GI Joe episode. Um, um, maybe I could, even I, if Community is brought to you by Hasbro. Yeah, but no, I mean, even if they didn't have a have like a a relationship prior or during even during that first D and D episode. Though, and, and granted, now I've not seen the first D and D episode, but I have seen the second one. First one's pretty tremendous. But if I mean, they don't. No, sorry. Go ahead. I, I want to. They don't make. I mean, I, I don't know if they do in the first one, but they really don't like make fun of D and D in like a mean way or anything. So I, I kind of wonder if if they treated D and D, you know. I guess fairly um, in the first one, I can see where even if they didn't have a working relationship at Hasbro with Hasbro at that point, that that may have been how they sort of proved when they, when they, if they went to Hasbro and said, Hey, we want to, we really want to use GI Joe that, that Hasbro said yes, was seeing how they had treated D and D and, and, and had seen like, okay, they're not going to try to just like fuck this up. Well, the first episode did have someone in blackface. And by blackface, I mean, like, drow black. That's amazing. And I I was about to say no, but yes, Charlie, you were right. The last episode was the other Dungeons & Dragons. The episode before that, they had a uh, Breaking Bad spoof, and the creator of Breaking Bad was uh, played a character in a VCR game. Because why not? He's got nothing better to do. He's got nothing better to do. Huh. Sorry, right. I've interrupted that's, several times. No, it's okay. It's okay. I just really wanted to talk about that because that was that was a pretty tremendous episode. Um, Wait, Dylan, uh, did you have something else you wanted to say about yes, that? We did. got our GI Joe love out of the way. Yes, they did what I expected them to kind of do when I first heard about it, which was it represented a psychotic break, kind of like the last time that they did, and. Not the last time that they did the they did another animated episode, like the that. Christmas special. Yes, one. but that that episode started out with you knowing it was a psychotic, psychotic break, just not knowing why. This episode started out with no explanation, and the way it played out was almost it was incredibly anime in a certain way. Go on, most anime. 
Yes, because, you know, there were flashbacks and, you know, weird scenes that you like the toy commercial scenes, <laughs> the, te- the, the, the stuff that they said at the end of it, like, uh, you know, no purchase necessary. Everyone dies sometime. <laughs> it was just it was the most anime. Yep. Anyway. Um. So does anyone else have anything else before we get to recommendations? Um. Oh, go ahead. Yesterday was uh, also uh, tabletop day. I was I was busy working, so I'm. Wait, yeah. so what was tabletop day? Because because Dylan mentioned it to me and I never got back to him to ask. Wait, what's going on? It's a celebration of analog gaming. I think the Uh-oh. people who like the geek and sundry people who do tabletop actually like they send out kits for yep. the game stores because you know at Sci-Fi City they had a bunch of promo cards for different games. Hmm. Well, shoutouts to other people at tabletop because they occasionally put a uh, Yuri and Terra out there, and God bless those people. Yes. Sorry, Chad. I, I interrupted you. Again. Again. Yep. Go, Chad. Anyway, it. Sci-Fi City. It was. It wasn't a whole lot of stuff going on, but there were people there, and it was. It was good to get out and kind of, you know, at least uh, spend a little time um, seeing the different things. Yeah, I wish I'd gotten there earlier, and I wish I could have gotten in. I wish I could have stayed later, but I just had time early to. Not much happened. Like Brandon and I got a game of Takanoko together, and that was pretty much it. And then well, I I pretty much just had time to introduce Brandon to the uh, to War Machine and lost. And you actually Dickens. met a couple guys who play War. Yeah, Machine. we actually got to play it, and that's kind of cool. And the but thing there was is, that one guy who was like just like talking about it. So there's definitely a group of people who play it there. There are, and I just don't get up there because it's an hour drive for me. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, it's, yeah. Oh yeah. And I lost horribly because I misadded the points and Brandon had two extra guys. He shouldn't have. GG's. Yeah. No, I actually literally lost because of one of those two. And, and while we're shilling for Amazon without getting paid for it, um, Amazon had some analog gaming sales this week. Yeah, I think it oh. may be... I think most of those may be gone at this point. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, sorry guys, that's the thing with Amazon sales. They're just here and then they're gone. True. Well, so I, you know, I imagine a lot of places did it. I think Hobby Town was doing some sort of 20% off thing on certain games and Sci-Fi City did a buy two, get one free. So, you know, it was pretty cool. They weren't just like holding an event and then, you know, not doing anything else. And that was actually on everything in the store. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I guess, I, well, I mean, there's right now there's just nothing I need. So that was kind of the problem. I was like, there's a couple of things I need. I, I want, but I'm kind of getting to the point where I like, need to not buy anymore because I have pretty much one of everything game type not necessarily every game but you know what I mean like I've got the deck builder I've got you know co-op I've got all of dominion all of dominion <laughs> yeah oh, we, we need have dominion, some more dominion tank police <gasps> there needs to be a card building there needs yes. to be 
Actually, a miniatures game. That would work. Either way. I just I just want a, a an expansion of Dominion that's Dominion Tank Police. I can't remember. Like, I think if you go on Board Game Geek, you can find places where people have created, like, fan-created cards. So it's not impossible that you could create one of those, but... Um, There's fan-created stuff for everything, so... Yeah. Sure. Like, there was a, there was a, a fan expansion for... Or some fan character cards for uh, Arkham Horror that added Ash from Army of Darkness. Yeah, I think you can <laughs> find those on Reddit a lot just because um, I think the application is called Strange Eons. Yeah. But basically, um, you can... It supports more plugins than just Arkham Horror, but you can use it to design your own cards for that game and character cards. And I think pretty much anything. They also had to... Herbert West reanimator. So <laughs> yeah, there was, I think I saw one that was like a bunch of Nick cage characters. Like you could play a, an entire Nick cage theme. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> Finally. Thank God. <laughs> Our long national nightmares. Over. Over. <laughs> yeah. so, something for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Something for the rest of <laughs> Oh that that is that is amazing. Yeah. That's it again, it's it's almost like the uh you see a lot of uh themed uh love letter. I think I've even seen like themed coup expand or editions. Any game that doesn't have a lot of cards, I guess, is is pretty yeah. easy. Oh yeah, Love Letter is like infinitely licensable. Yes. And AEG has been apparently doing that. That doesn't surprise me. I guess it had to happen sooner or later. Love Letter is so fun though. It's a good game. It is just a good game. All right. So, anything else? From I, I did have one follow-up to yeah. uh, last week's um, um, April Fool's Day episode, where uh, at some point, it's I think it's within the first 15, 30 minutes, maybe, somewhere in there, where we it's just early on. stopped giving a shit. Yeah, well, no, because that, that was intentional. <laughs> we were going to launch into something different. Uh, Charlie and I just started having a discussion that we had... Uh, before we started recording about our American government class and how terrible it was. Mm. And yet, after thinking about it, I think we learned more from that American government class than we would have <laughs> if we'd actually done classwork on American government. Because Charlie, Charlie learned that the smart thing to do is play along with multiple level of multiple layers of corruption so long as uh, it's not really hurting anyone directly. And I learned that if you immerse yourself in the form and language of cultural patriotism, you don't actually have to do or learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is actually extremely accurate, I think. Congratulations, you passed. <laughs> Um, speaking of our April Fool's Day uh, episode, I'd like to thank uh, all zero of the people who uh, bothered to send in the uh, secret password for and uh, claim their prize. Maybe That's, next year. Yep. 
Maybe, maybe I think I know what happened is when they got Got to the end of it. No, well, maybe, but I think by the end of it, when they figured out a lot of that was just April tomfoolery, they were like, you know, fool me once. That's fine. I'll catch you guys next week, and then they'll never show up again. That's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, anything else from anybody before we go on to recommendations? I got nothing. Okay. Well, really quickly, uh, I do want to say that uh, the Let's Play that Mike and I did, Bayonetta, is still ongoing. Um, by the time that this episode comes out, uh, we should be up to episode eight. And I will continue tweeting and talking and posting about it. So just deal with it because there's like 40-something <laughs> episodes. Just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to pimp this shit out. So. so what episode are we up to? Uh well as of the recording today the seventh episode is out seven of by the time that okay. everybody else hears this the eighth one will be up so get cracking they're about fifteen minutes pop <laughs> <laughs> and they they make me glad I never played that game oh it's pretty tremendous it's a great game it's it's a blind playthrough for me so it's kind of painful because I'm still trying to you know it's like. I don't know where all the secrets are. I don't know the answers to all the puzzles. So yeah. I'm sitting there trying to figure stuff out. That's sometimes the best playthrough because then you get people's reaction. Yeah. I mean, the combat I've got down, but, you know, some of the other yeah. points. It's uh, As I say in one of the videos, you know, they don't give the strongest hints about what you're actually supposed to do sometimes. Nope. Um Anyway, recommendations. Uh, does anyone have anything they want to start out with? Or do I need to give you guys some time to think? Um, I got something, but you know, I'll, I don't necessarily have to go first if other people have things. I'm guessing that from Charlie and Chad's enthusiastic response, they probably don't have anything yet. Nope. Yeah, working on it. Okay. Um, so Dylan, you're me. It doesn't matter. Uh, I, I guess I'll go. Okay. Um, this isn't like a very strong recommendation, but I finally got around to playing, uh, Puerto Rico uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, I believe. Um, which was actually, I believe on sale on the Amazon sale, except it's no longer on sale. So, you know, this is timely, but not quite. Um, it's, um, it strikes me as being the same as sort of uh, Lords of Waterdeep or Seven Wonders, but with a little bit more complication. Mm-hmm. Um, in those games, your actions affect other players. Um, it's the same in this game, but the way it works is each player chooses a role um, as part of their turn, um, which allows every player to take an action but gives the player who made the choice a bonus. So in the game, you play a landowner building farms, producing goods, and then shipping them back to the old world. There are some really dark undertones that are not acknowledged. Yes, but um, what's what's interesting about it is, uh, for example, if you want to um, take a, for example, if you play the settler, if you choose the settler card, everyone gets to draw a plantation from the plantation pile. However, you can choose instead to take a quarry, which makes uh, buildings cheaper. 
Hmm. Um, if you're the person who chooses it, if you choose the builder, everyone gets to build a uh, building, but you pay one less for the building. So whatever you do, you, you can't avoid helping other people. Um, hmm. So it's really about kind of timing and falling uh, procedures. Um, it does make it a tricky game to teach people because hmm. to produce one barrel of most crops, um, you have to settle a plantation, build a factory, and then staff both of those with colonists, which means you have to take like three or four actions before you can actually get a real feedback. And that's not even, you know, shipping that back to the uh, old world, you know, to get your victory points. Hmm. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. I don't know what the replay value would be because it seems like the conflict is more over timing, you know, who gets all the parts uh, for a stable engine as opposed to resources where players have to adapt um, their choices to what's available. Um, but it was pretty interesting. Hmm. Good time. So Dylan somewhat recommends Puerto Rico. Um, Charlie, Jay, do you guys still need time? I can't think of anything. Okay. Charlie? Uh, I'm working on it. Okay, still working on it. Um, something that we've talked about in the past, although I don't think we've done it since uh, we started doing recommendations, um, dive kick, uh, dive kick <clears> actually <throat> did a, uh, uh, an update, uh, just a couple of days ago called, really? yeah, it's called edition edition where they've made some balance changes. They're going, they're not out yet, but they're going to be adding some new characters soon. Um, the Baz has been completely changed, which I'm a little mad about, but, um, cause basically he no longer does the lightning attack. Instead, that's one of his special attacks that he has to use meter for. And one of the attacks that he had to use meter for in the past is now his regular attack. And it's it's just all backwards and whatever. Um, hmm. But, uh, you know, it's it's a fun time. Even if you're not into fighting games, it's, it's just... Everybody seems to enjoy it. We... Really should get everyone back together and just do like a video of us playing dive kick. Yes, I, I would be for that. Yeah. Because now the Baz has, uh, you know, been pretty much neutered like uh, Theon Greyjoy bringing it back to our Game of Thrones references. Are, are we going to, we, we should call this episode a buffet of chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Approved. Yeah. I'll, I'll second that motion. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, it's, I think it's like 10 bucks on PSN and, you know, occasionally they'll have steam sales on it. If you buy it for PSN, you also buy it for Vita if you happen to own a Vita. Um, hmm. so something to consider. I think it's also on Xbox Live as well. So, although I don't think the update is out for Xbox Live yet because Microsoft, <laughs> but that's, that's my recommendation for this week. Dive kick. Um, nice, Charlie. You, you good? I've uh, okay, okay. I've got something. Okay. Uh, this week I am going to recommend procrastination. Okay, good. Um, good call. Way to get creative here. I 
and I've been practicing this for a lifetime, so I'm really good at it. But so you may start off and be like, oh, I'm getting shit done. What's what's up with this? <laughs> and, and you can't expect to be good at it right out of the gate. It's something you have to work at. And it takes it can take a long time to master. It's like any skill. It takes many, many hours to master. Um, but as we as just as just a, for instance, uh, every time we've done a recommendation, um, there's only been one time that I actually knew what I was going to recommend prior to getting to the recommendation section of, of the podcast. I, I never know because I just, Oh, I just forget. I just forget. You have to, and you have to cultivate that kind of forgetfulness. No one, very few people are just born that forgetful. That's another thing you got to work at is just, as just not even, not even remembering things that you need to do. That's when you get, when you get really good. It's you don't even have to consciously do it anymore, um, but but here's the benefit of procrastination, is that sometimes sometimes you realize that you you, you learn things that you would not have otherwise learned. Uh, example: just just now trying to come up with what I'm going to recommend, I learned that Skype backwards is epics. <laughs> see did you know that maybe you did and if and if you did you don't need my words of advice <laughs> about procrastination you've obviously already practiced it so so basically what you're saying is people should get out there and put in their 10,000 hours to master it eh, when, whenever they get around to it see I'm too busy to learn how to procrastinate I'm going to put this <laughs> off until later <laughs> to some sort of really zen-like thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too busy being an important adult with many things to do. <laughs> oh. You have to work hard to procrastinate, but I can't be bothered to procrastinate. I've got too much to do. I can't I'll, do it right now. I'll do, I'll do it later. There's time that's better for me. I think Somehow. when you when you reach like master level of procrastination, you say you're busy, but you're actually like not you're creating stuff for yourself it's an illusion it is an illusion so i think what we figured out is that procrastination is one path to uh to enlightenment yes perhaps not the best path but it's or the fastest path i mean you'll get there you'll get around to enlightenment eventually that that actually reminds me of in in old rpg um, Palladium Books had a source book called uh, Mystic China, which had various kinds of immortals. One of the immortal types were sleeping immortals, which they were, you, you essentially got to live forever by taking naps that lasted hundreds of years. Power nap. Yeah. So that sounds there's, like our kind of immortality. You're, you're saying there's precedent for this. <laughs> Your president for this being like a mystical, you know, spiritual experience that gives yes. you power. Okay, magical. From hmm. Well, if it's giving us magical powers, I'm all for it. So what you're saying is like this: this, this is a way to make yourself a pro- procrastination mage, which is obviously the opposite of a time mage. A procrastinator. Yes. Hmm. I I'm in favor of this idea. Invention. Gonna... <laughs> a wasting time lord. <laughs> oh. 
Doctor Who has time to bother. Doctor, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Doctor, whenever. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. This, this is he, he, he's not really a doctor, though. I mean, he will be someday, but he'll he'll finish that dissertation. It's uh, he'll he, it's just, you know, there's so much good TV on right now. Look, look, there's an episode that explains that he chose the name the doctor for a, a very special reason. It's because he wanted to be able to golf twice a week. <laughs> 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 wow. Oh, wow. That's a doctor joke from the 80s. <laughs> oh, kids, that's what we used to joke about. Rich people with great jobs, they golf a lot instead of working. Just a joke people made eaten. money off of that. People got famous telling jokes like that. And what's the deal with airline food? <laughs> that's more of a 90s joke. But, no, but a joke, no. a joke from the eighties, and uh, not not unlike the uh, the GI Joe episode of Community, and we've come full like, circle. People are going to be like, "Why? What the hell? Airlines serving food? When did that happen?" Ooh, yeah, you're. Well, it depends. If you take like a long flight, it's just most people don't take. Just long pack flight. a you pack a sack lunch now. TSA eats it, but. <laughs> I don't want the TSA anywhere near my sack. Ah, you're well, flying in the wrong country, boss. <laughs> Let's go back to your pre-2001 uh, America for that. I'm taking Greyhound like the rest of the terrorists. And the hobos. <laughs> oh, all, all the stinky people is but what I'm saying. I am a hobo. <laughs> You're not at home, right? One home. His home is in Afghanistan, apparently. <laughs> he just needs a chucker phone so he can call his family. <laughs> for God's sake, can't somebody help the man? What's the hobo code symbol for sells chucker phones? <laughs> uh, it's a Miller Genuine Draft. Well, no, no, like the the. Chad, you were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Like, you know, where they do the hobo code. They yes. would leave marks, you know, like this place is good for a handout, or these people will, you know This place is good for a give- job. I'm pretty sure you can read more about this in one of John Hodge's the Bible. I am not even kidding. No, I know what you're talking about. Uh his first one. Okay, yes. I he He, he talks- doesn't remember his first hand job though. <laughs> I don't remember last week, so he doesn't remember last week's hand job. How can he? I was gonna say, I'm glad you said <laughs> so last many week and not last week's. <laughs> so many hand jobs. He's just getting hand jobs left and right. You cannot, ex- not you're not special. The hand job you gave Chad is you, you cannot expect it to be that special. For him, it was Tuesday. Exactly. So it's don't the bison of ham of hand jobs. <laughs> So don't come bitching to him. Hey, why, why don't you? I thought we had. I thought we had something. We had it. We shared a connection. And he's like, "Yeah, your hand to my penis. Done. <laughs> yeah. End of transaction. Why do I need to remember you? You are you are one in a line of thousands. 
What I'm saying is Chad gets a lot of hand jobs. Yeah. I Chad Ch- chafing is a very real problem for Still him. Still with us. I say this no. is a good thing. Are they hurting who, you? Who wouldn't want thousands of hand jobs? I kind of Dylan, wouldn't. Dylan, you do not get the answer. No. Sorry. Right. Sorry, buddy. You got you're going back to Varus real soon at this rate. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, so amazing. When would I have time to do anything else, though? <laughs> you didn't say how long. You didn't say a thousand over a week. I think the question day. is, <clears throat> when, what What else would you want to do during that time? I don't know. Probably something, I assume. <laughs> no. no you wouldn't. wouldn't that get boring? It depends on who's doing it. <laughs> how enthusiastic they are. I mean, if they're bored, you're going to get bored. I mean, that's just how this works. I mean, it's it's customer <laughs> service. If it's bad customer service, you're not going to be into seems, it. Seems like uh, uh, taking someone's time. Oh, uh, you're not taking your time. You're just, you know, they, they're getting something out of it, too. I'm not sure what, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're getting something. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I mean, they obviously agreed to it. So, yeah. There must be something for them in all this. To go back to the Game of Thrones reference, probably they agreed to it when you said, we're taking you prisoner. We can either kill you or... <laughs> they is, they you chose had, poorly. Point is, you had a choice. It's true. <laughs> oh, wow. Wasn't it Rush that said that even if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice? Possibly. Probably. So- I don't yes. know. I want to say yes. Who's gonna? Who's gonna? Who's gonna contradict me? Somebody from uh, whoever sang that song. I don't know. Well, they can email us at whatever they email yeah, at podcast is. at dot com. Exactly. Put in the code uh, Magic Star <laughs> Babies and see what happens. <laughs> I'm gonna keep throwing that out there until somebody bites. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll reel one of these. I'll reel in one of these great white listeners here one of these days. No, it doesn't even have to be white. You know, I'm not racist. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right. Anybody else have anything? Oh no. Did Chad? Did Chad finally come up with a recommendation? No. No. All right. Well. Peace be with you, and uh, also with you know all the dead Starks. <laughs> there and there's there's probably quite there's so many of them. There is. It's, you're spoiled for choice. Yeah. Not for actual content. Oh. There'll be a test later on. Name all the living Starks. <laughs> it's a short test. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week, assuming, you know, no plots to kill us that are successful. True. We foiled them all. So far. So Fingers far. crossed. Knock, knock on wood. 